podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is the Anfield Wrap. I'm Neil Atkinson. A very happy Neil Atkinson on this Monday morning after Bournemouth nil Liverpool 4. I'm joined by Fuad Hassan, Ian Salmon and Adam Melia. Uh, we are in association with the good people at Green King and 2024 is most definitely upon us. The year is 22 days old, uh, but there is a packed schedule. Uh, there is FA Cup. There is obviously uh, League Cup this midweek as well. There is AFCON and there remains Premier League games to come. Uh, so beat the January Blues and watch every game with the atmosphere it deserves down at your local Green King Sports Pub. Uh, no need for dodgy streams or even being alone in yours. If it's on the telly, it'll be on at Green King across their huge HD screens. If you download the Green King Sports app, you'll also receive 10% off every single drink whenever there's a game on. Uh, the venues offer a huge range of low and no alcohol options, so January, dry January doesn't mean you have to sit in yours, get out and about and see people and be social. Uh, it was Bournemouth nil. it was Liverpool 4, it was Ian Salmon. An emphatic second half performance from the Reds. It's it's an absolutely stunning second half, isn't it? It's, it's as good as you would want a second half to be. I, I thought the first half. I, I was happy with the first half. I thought we were playing well. I thought we controlled it. Um, Jürgen came out and disagreed with me very publicly on that one. Um, and he's in charge, so I think he probably knows more than me what he wants from them. He seemed really, really quite unhappy with the first half in his post-match comments. Really strongly criticising what we've done. Do you think done. this is because he's... I think that he might not like the first ten or even the first five. The, and the, then maybe, I think the first eight. Yeah, where, the, where the, there's three or four corners. Liverpool can't play the way... I just sort of wonder if that's his concern, Ian, because you get the impression he's had enough of going 1-0 down. Yeah, I, I can I can very, very much understand that as a theory. Do not go 1-0 down because at some point you will stay 1-0 down for a very long time. But it's he was very heavy on the whole game and criticising, not the whole game, the whole half and criticising the whole half and criticising our shape and our movements and where we were giving things away. And, and I was kind of like, well, yeah, eight minutes I thought we were quite like dodgy. But after that, there, there was no problem. Mm. You know, Bournemouth had a shot on the 40th minute. And that's it. That's all they did. They didn't threaten us. They looked like they could threaten, but they didn't threaten at any real point. But as I said, it's his job to point <laughs> out the things he finds wrong because that's how you improve. And the, the second half, obviously, that tweak he does up top makes all the difference. Um, so you get, I think, the first half, I'm possibly a little coloured by watching Alexis McAllister and thinking, this is one of the best midfield performances I've seen in quite a while from us. And the second half is the team, and it's the team as an entire unit. So I think the team as an entire unit is much more cohesive second half. Uh, Iriola uh, sort of disagrees. I mean, he's worth quoting at length post-match ads. Every now and again, uh, I quite like to see what the opposition manager said, yeah, especially when they, they, they get into it. And I'll do. I'll throw one quote at you and one, one quote at Fuad. Iriola uh, said, Liverpool are really physical, and they keep for 100 minutes this high intensity. They win a lot of duels in the middle. And once you become a little bit weaker and don't arrive too early and leave them a bit of space, it becomes really difficult because they take the chances every time they arrive. Their finishes were very, very good. I mean, we've spurned chances at times this season, so we'll sort of park that bit. But I think... I think that now at the minute when I'm watching us in first halves, I am sort of thinking, first and foremost, if we need to t- tweak it, change it, make subs, we will. But the other thing I'm thinking is, well, we're wearing them out. Yeah. They're, having to, they're having to strain every sinew to stay with us. Every, any opponent, really, during these first half periods. And Iriola's making, you know, making that play, making that clear there that 100 minutes with Liverpool is a long, long, long time to try to keep them at arm's length. Yeah, I love that quote. I hadn't seen it before you put it in front of me, Neil, but um, it... It, it sounds like a football player, which he was. You know, he, he was he was he was a, a really good player, and it sounds like somebody that's summing up the the feeling of their dressing room. And yeah. I think that's the feeling of the dressing room when you play Liverpool. And the thing I love about it, and the thing that I think is the main thing that's warming my heart, is it was in a way a trickier way, and we didn't give them any encouragement. And I think that speaks to that that you know, Iriola's there saying we didn't get any encouragement there. Um, and I think that's the thing that Liverpool have grown, and and it's and it's the you know. It's maybe the trickiest part of the jigsaw, but you know, from the the start of the season, I can't really think of all the games. But you know, Chelsea away, you know, it's tricky away, and we give them encouragement, and they go one 0 up, and and you know, it continues. Newcastle, there's there's others, isn't there? So, I think sometime in between that happens up to and including Palace away. To be fair, yeah. um, we we give Palace too much encouragement, and they go one 0 up, and after that, it stops. We don't give Burnley any. 
um, and we didn't give Bournemouth any yesterday. Um, I'm just using aways because I do think it's specifically an away thing. And yeah. in our poorer seasons, last season, we would give everybody encouragement. <laughs> everybody, we could, you know, we could have played Yeovil, uh, <laughs> and, and and we'd have managed to drag ourselves down to their level by giving them encouragement. And so. Um, there's, there's a, you know, it's it, in terms of what Ian says as well. I think that it, it always reminds me that the, the, I think it's Carragher quote about, um, you know, when people say you're playing well, you mean you're attacking well. I thought we defended well uh, in, in the first half yesterday, and we midfielded well. Um, you know, there, the, there was, there the were, there were things. I thought that the, sub, the, the first substitution was kind of, I thought it was obviously going to be, you know. Um, Gakpo and uh, Gakpo and Gravenberch for 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 Diaz and Elliot and you know it's probably because they may be may have been the the the, the weaker ones but it's you know the, I, th I think there is there is part of that where you you you, you know that that uh, this season has an attacking and, and a midfield substitute coming uh, and 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 it's a key moment in our games so yeah I, I mean I think I think obviously it's difficult to say. How 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 well you kind of maybe thought you were playing at the time, unless you take notes. I, I was I was a bit edgy, and I th I was worried about the weather and the you know other, other factors. Solanke, the fact that they're good, you know that you know they're, they're top of the, the form table w along with us, um, and so I was I was concerned about about those factors. But I thought as the half went on, it was you know more more and more that uh, they they seemed to be getting. Uh, yeah, I don't know about frustrated, but there was there was there was just no encouragement for them whatsoever. And I think the times when they did step up and they did pass through us a few times, um, it was I guess by the end of the half they just seemed at arm's length. I I felt um, you know massive credit to Virgil and Canate and and um, and, and I guess you know the, the, that defensive unit. Can I can I just address that point about the Burnley game, uh, the Burnley away and not giving players hope? Me and Neil were just talking outside about um, Jürgen's post-match press conference and the interviewer put to him that something had changed from the Arsenal game onwards and Jürgen asked the question was Arsenal after United obviously Arsenal was after United he then said no it changed in the United game I don't know what he thinks changed I can't put my finger on why he thinks changed but he he said firmly it changed in the United game and Burnley is the first away game after the United game. So what he could be talking about is that not giving teams hope any longer. What he could also be talking about, and to Adam's point around the defending before we get into Iriola's second quote, Fuad, there's a there's a there's one counter attack you nearly get where, for instance, Curtis, you see Curtis Jones absolutely yeah. sprints back to smother it and just be because it would have been three on two, but Curtis makes sure it's not. And then the full cavalry come as yeah. well. And then that United game, there was a couple of times when it went a bit mad when it felt like the, the defenders were just being left completely alone uh, and there was no help you know when it all got a bit end to end that to me was striking you know seeing Jones like it back there it could be that but the point is Adam's point you know first half and second half you know regardless of how well Liverpool attack in the second half in both halves they defend ever so well and the defenders play well at the defending bit of the game yeah totally and and, and defenders always made to, I think Carragher said post game you know defenders are always made to look worse or better given what's happening in front of them given what the midfield are doing those sort of bits I think I think the thing about the manager being disappointed is quite interesting because you know I think it comes down to simply the fact that he respects Bournemouth a lot he spoke about that before the game yeah. they are a good team and the last thing you want to give a good team is you know going going one up and I think out of any any of any of the teams we played recently um, you know that in that sort of part of the table they're the most likely to pro possibly make it too because we talk about us riding crests of wave and momentum I think Bournemouth have been very much that team and when everything's going well you can you can kind of slip into gear like that quite easily so I think that's that that was probably playing on their minds quite quite a lot quite a lot early on but yeah you're totally right I think I think the defending it as a team and and, and that quote's really interesting isn't it because he, we, we, we wouldn't describe this Liverpool midfield for example as being very physical um, but but they are they are doing lots of what the the, the workman midfield of of of, the, of of yesteryear was doing and I think that's quite important to remember because you know these these guys have got the quality these guys have got the you know the, the tweak and shape where that where they end up on the pitch but they are doing all those bits as well which is which is not easy and and it's also quite a fine line between it working and it not working because you know you sort of have to be everywhere but you know sometimes you can get caught being nowhere at the same time and you can be made to look a bit silly so it is really impressive in that sense that Liverpool kind of showed that ability to to, to, to ramp it up second half you know maybe the rest helps all these sorts of things um but 
I, it's a really encouraging sign that the different players on that pitch can can step up at different times in that game. Um, Iriola's next uh, thing that I've quoted out from his post-match remarks, if you see the second half numbers of Liverpool, they are amazing. Uh, they are usually good in the first half, but in the second half, uh, they are amazing. We know against this top level of opposition, we have to be at our best and have some moments of inspiration like they did with their first goal. We didn't find that. I think first and foremost, you know, I think there's a thing with the first goal. There's an old thing that Sean Rogers uh, used to say on review, which is that goals tend to come from one player doing something amazing or two players doing something very good or the opposition making a mistake. For the goal, three players do something very good. Uh, and that's that's how Liverpool prosper and they do it at such speed as well. But again, this idea of first and foremost, Iriola, he's talking in general there about Liverpool's numbers in the second half, not just in this performance, which suggests he knows if this is nil-nil at half-time, we're going to find it hard. But that second half performance, it really was exceptional. Yeah. It helps when you score after three minutes to make it 1-0. Let's be clear, I thought it gave everyone a real boost. Yeah, it, it's actually a brilliant goal all round, isn't it? Because, you know, first of all, Kanate, you know, most defenders would, would just clear that because it's it, it, the ball's loose, but he plays a brilliant diagonal pass in that weather, in that in those conditions. And the touch from Jones, the first time pass. And then, the, you know, we talk about Jota's intelligence in front of goal. But to, to play that ball first time, to see it, you know, most players I think would take a touch. And then, you know, for, if you're in the form he is and you kind of back yourself like he does, you'd shoot. And I think, you know, all, all those players linking up, you know, felt very, very difficult for me to imagine without Salah. I always think if Liverpool are going to score great team goals and it's going to be that sort of play, you know, it, you, you need Mo Salah there. There would have been a Salah touch in it somewhere. Exactly, exactly. There would have been something he does that, that, that takes someone away or a really intelligent ball that we've seen more and more this season. Um, but the fact that it comes from, you know, all, all four of those players, I think is, is brilliant. And, and, you know, the finish, you know, say, say what you want about Darwin Nunez and, in terms of what you'd expect from him, but he scores a very important goal. It's the first goal. I'm glad he gets the first goal because that's you know that's the one that does change everything it does unlock it he can feel like he's really kind of contributed in that way as well back to back away games now where he's yeah. done that in the league he does it yeah. at Burnley as well so he does it and, and these are the away games where you need someone yeah. someone's got to break the deadlock we need someone to break the deadlock Nunez has now done it in his last two away's totally and and you know that's what we were screaming out at, at Luton you know he misses that one chance that he gets but that really was his first chance of the game I'd say wasn't it first proper chance if you like um, and it, it, it's a great finish and, and then yes you're totally right you, you score that quickly in the second half I think they sort of they sort of realize that yes that second that second win or that storm that the manager probably told us is coming from Liverpool has arrived um and you know we, we, we were very controlled from then on I thought um Andrew Beasley tweeted Adam Liverpool's goal difference across all competitions is plus 49 this season it's plus eight in first halves and plus 41 in second halves now it's worth again re you know reasserting the point that it's easier to score a goal when you're ahead Let's be clear about this. You know, goals, the goals that matter are goals that put you one ahead, equalise, put you one ahead, or uh, get you two ahead, you know, and kill a game off. So I think you've got to you've got to remember that here. But for me, this speaks volumes about not just the idea of what's going on in Liverpool's dressing room at half-time, what's being said by the manager. We praised the manager a lot recently, and I'm, I'm all for it, don't get me wrong. But the players have got to go and put the instructions into practice on the pitch. And I think, you, I think you really get to see that with the fact that these footballers, yes, they're getting good advice, but they're following it. And you're seeing levels go up massively in second halves. And yesterday was no exception from, from Jota and Nunez in the attack and third in particular. Yeah, I, I don't really think it's necessarily by design fully. I mean, I remember when we used to talk about Rafa's teams when, when Rafa was, was, was our manager and say that almost the, the first half is, is almost irrelevant at times. You know, it, 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 it's gonna, nothing's going to happen in the first half and then we'll score in the second half. Um, I, and I don't, feel, I don't feel like that is the case. I feel like they are, they, 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 they are trying, they're trying things and, and uh, you know, every, every game's different. I thought yesterday... It seemed as though the players, to me, it's, it seemed as though the players had sat down together. The the, the attacking players uh, sat down at half time and said, "Let's stop crossing it." You know, <laughs> let's stop 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 crossing it in from you know from 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 those 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 sorts of positions where we're crossing it for a start. It's windy, and uh, you know, secondly, I think we'll get we'll get better results against against this this sort of patched up Bournemouth defence by uh, just playing some little triangles on the on the edge of the box, and that's you know that's that's where the the first goal comes from. And after that, I think it, it opens up as uh, as, as Field was saying. But yeah, um, it, there is. Yeah, I want to give the players credit. I think. I think. I think they. They. They are really. Um, they. They've shown this season so many times that they. That they're brilliant at solving these problems attacking wise. Um, because you know teams. Teams have, have have come with with a plan to to play Liverpool because we're you know we're a top team and this is home games and away games, and you know that that's different each time and and you know we've all they've almost always 
be, be, been able to, to 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 solve it. You know, to to kind of like work the the Rubik's cube out. There's only there's only a couple of occasions where where it feels like we've kind of yeah put ran out of puff a little bit or something like that, or ha- maybe haven't had the options or the options haven't haven't worked. For the most part, it's felt like we've got we've got enough and and then some. You know, by by sort of. 10 15 minutes into the into the second half it's like well we've you know we've, we've well solved this one um and and you know there's still there's there are still pieces of the of, of this team due to due to come back in you know massively important pieces too so yeah i think um i i think they deserve a load of credit and i and i think i think probably the manager would would agree that that was that sort of game in that sort of conditions this time of year away blah 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 the season and the, the the table as it is that's a that's one for the you know the players to show their seriousness and that's a real players game i think players game but they also do get to tweak ian and i think that this is this is fascinating now you know Nunez starts left I think Liverpool might have been surprised to see that Bournemouth were going with a back three. Um, even when they see the team, I, I wasn't sure with the lineup. I was trying to guess who was going to be left back. But then at times it's a fall from Bournemouth and they're trying to move in and out of that shape so it's not easy for Liverpool. Nunez uh, does what he does off the left first half, but then it comes it comes central. Jota, though, goes close to him. The midfield felt like it was reconfigurated. Joe Gomez felt like he came a lot narrower second half and was, was closer to McAllister and closer to uh, Jones in there as well. Bradley continually gave with. I think it's interesting that the manager's got himself into this situation and those players have got themselves into this situation where they are capable, even without the subs, and the subs do come, but they are capable of of, of changing the entire structure of the, of the certainly of the side in an attacking sense in, in, in a 15-minute break. Everyone's open to it. Everyone wants to see it happen and, and it's prospering for Liverpool. Yeah, and there's the two sides to that. There's the obvious tweak where we change the whole shape and there's that moment where there are moments where Gomez is basically doing Trent's role from the right from the left mm. so he's playing a very similar I'll drop to the midfield base from left back position obviously realising they're not getting threatened in that position at all really uh, there is the obvious tweak up at the top where we change Darwin into the middle because Darwin and first half had had one of Darwin's frustrating games where nothing was quite happening for him there's a ball that just falls behind him from I think Diaz um, so we we make the whole shape change but it's very deep I, at times as well, isn't he, the first half? He was, yeah, wasn't he? Mm. Which, weirdly, when he turns into basically a false nine, well, it's not even a false nine, it's somewhere between a false nine and an orthodox nine that he's playing at that point. And he's further forward than he was when he was on the wing. Um, so Jürgen again talked in his immediate post-match to Carragher and Redknapp about the fact that he wants the players to solve problems on the pitch. And this season is about them learning to solve the problems for themselves. And he, he talks about how good they were at solving those problems. So it is something he's aware of. Uh, someone made the point on Twitter this morning that Darwin, for, for all, you know, I'm happy to criticise him when he misses a sitter and, and when he can be frustrating. He's currently doing what Bobby Firmino did. But with actually better numbers than Bobby was doing. So he's, he's got a 10 assists and 10 goals, faster than anybody in the Premier League this season. And he is contributing in the way Firmino did by setting other, up other players. He's facilitating other players. So those options we've got at the top are absolutely fantastic. We're, you know, we've got that change. But at the same time, I think we're, we're tiring. We are trying to solve things in the first half. We're trying to create things, but we're tiring teams out with our movements as well because McAllister's constant switching was t- tiring people out. But also, we were pressing with three players at a time. Our high press was fantastic. And another Twitter point made this morning, somebody said, how can you call Areola the high priest of the high press when he's just played Jürgen Klopp and Jürgen's beaten him at the same time? At his game and the, the answer is because you've already got the phrase worked out and you have to put it in somewhere because <laughs> it's such a good phrase but but our press was better than theirs well I, I think there's something interesting about that Adam on the press and points I think that was a real source of what I, one of the things I like about this Liverpool team at times is it's they're almost happy to say alright we'll play you at your game yeah. And I think there's there's definitely an element of that in that performance against Bournemouth across the 90 minutes and, and Iriola himself. I think that's part of what he's acknowledging there when he talks about 100 minutes, this high-intensity duels in the middle. I think he's probably going, yep, they came here and they did it. They did us. Yeah. They did us the way we, we've been doing sides. Um, and they didn't get drawn in or sucked into a lot. Not you know, the, it, Bournemouth do get into Liverpool's final third. Let's not act like they don't. On occasions over the course of the game, Adam, but Liverpool didn't get you know didn't get sucked in in the way Man United did when they played Bournemouth to 
to to try and things and playing into certain traps. And I'm, you know, again, I think that's one of the reasons why Iriola is as impressed as he is. You get the impression the Bournemouth players will be watching the video of this one, both in terms of this is what you should have done. Look at what they do on the one hand, and also this is what you should have done when they try to do that. That's the way you're going to play. And I think that that's in there. And this that idea of, of, of that quality in the second half that Liverpool step into is so important when it comes to taking a side like that apart. Yeah, it was a really young team, ours, and I thought it, it looked young, youthful. You know, there was that like they could look like they could run all day. All of them that that you know the, the the ones that were brought in afterwards as well. There's just more and more legs, which must be just must must be so uh, so soul sapping. If you're the opposition, you know, there's yeah. more whippets coming on now, um, and uh, you know, they just kept coming. It felt like we had about seven seven subs in the end. They <laughs> kept kept piling these young lads on, all with the same hair, yeah. all with the same hair, all Regents. with the same body shape. Uh, it's it's yeah. yeah. All the same number somehow yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure there's a rule but no <laughs> um, yeah so I, I mean yeah it, I, I've lost my train of thought there because I was thinking about all the same hair uh, so I, I, what I was going to say is I think um, to your point Neil I, I think that, that my favourite thing about yesterday and it's sort of a little bit like what I was saying before I think we've just we, we, you can see how we've got better through this season I'm really enjoying this season because I'm loving watching the improvement so if you compare it to the Brighton game the other the, the other game against somebody with kind of a, a similar-ish style uh, well, I mean, they're, they are a different team, and you know, possibly a better team than than, than Bournemouth. But we were much better yesterday than we, than we did against Brighton. We didn't fall into their, any any of those traps that were, you know, they were they were laid for us. You could see with their sort of corner routine at the start, yeah. Bournemouth did a clever corner there, and you could see they were they had they, they had some plans. And I just thought we just went nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in 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 a in, in a large sense, um, you know, just showing showing them showing them the way the, the way it was going to be and the way it wasn't going to be, um, and yeah, and and and, and playing them at, at their own game, uh, yeah, I, I just I, I just think I, I'm I'm really buzzing about about how about the improvements that we can see in 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 all areas of the pitch, just from you know from a few months down the line. On those improvements, Phil had individual performances as well. Um, Nunez, let's do him first. Please be mentioned by Ian. Um, ten goals, ten assists uh, in all comps. Um, still only seven league goals. You feel as though that number will improve, I think, perhaps quite markedly uh, through the rest of the campaign. But putting all of that to one side, little things like his contribution for the for the Jota goal, yeah. um, you know, could go down, doesn't seize the opportunity. Other players may well have gone down, and that's not a criticism. It's absolutely fine to take a free kick in that position when your team's already ahead. Mm. But he senses the opportunities there. Yeah. And I think this is when he's at his best. I think is when he... When he's, I think that there's this determination to say, oh, when he has to think about it, X. I completely disagree with that. I think he's a clever player, and I think he is another one who's working things out on the pitch as he's going. And I think he's really good at working out opposition weaknesses, and that was one example of it in the moment. But I think all the way through that second half, especially, he's going into areas they don't want him, and, yeah. he's, and he's hurting them every single time he does. Yeah, totally. It, it's I, I've never really liked the chaos thing about him. I, I, I don't think that's that's totally fair on him, but I do think there is an element of sort of chaos happening around him when he's in situations when he's sort of occupying certain areas and defenders um, he makes oppositions behave chaotically exactly, that's what you're yeah, saying yeah. I'm with that 100% yeah totally there's, there's a thing where yeah there's this uncertainty in, in, in defenders mind of, of, of what to do and and you know they, they, they sometimes think oh I can out, out muscle this guy but then he shows the strength in the right moment or or the smartness as well um, but yeah I, I, I really like the, the the link up in the second half I thought you know just generally the attackers were closer together weren't they in a basic sense it felt like they were all able to you know be in the positions to do the, do the goal that they did in the, the, for the first one, uh, but he particular, you know, was was just smart in his movement. I think that the relationship with Jota is, is clearly something that's yeah. that's that's there to blossom and and there to really work with, especially in this next period for for however many weeks. Um, but I, I I like the idea of him scoring, you know, two very different types of goals as well. You know, I, it's a real centre for centre forwards goal. The, the last one's a brilliant finish actually, because you know the, the ball's not exactly on a plate for him to to do that, and it's 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 a hard angle. Um, I just love seeing him celebrate as well. You know, he's, he's a great celebrator, isn't he? He's, 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 <laughs> he's one of the best. Um, he just wanted to go to Joe Gomez after that one and, and I give feel him like a big they've arc. got a narrative somehow. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like they they've got an arc. Yeah, Nunez's celebrations. Honestly, they do. And, uh, you know, he either wants to go into the away end or he wants to go find his mates. <laughs> it started with um, Carvalho's goal against Newcastle. Yeah. That was the Nunez celebration <laughs> yeah. story. Started when he was just on the bench. Yeah, telling the Newcastle bench to ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter where he is, he will yeah. he will get involved. So so yeah, there's there's loads there. You know. It, in that sort of game where where you know things aren't going right initially and then we're seeing the you know we're seeing like the 
arc almost of him figuring it out with the rest of the team. Um, and that, that's the other thing, you know, he, does, he didn't look isolated at any point in that second half. Did he? he did very much feel like he was he was part of the overall unit. Um, and, and that can sometimes happen with him, I think. Not really totally his fault, but just generally with how the game goes. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really excited to see where he goes because for, for me, he has to start. You know, if we Liverpool put out their best team, he has to start in that front three. He, can I, can I just say that that final goal that could have so easily looked absolutely ridiculous if that, if that goes wide that's going to look like an appalling finish and everyone's on his back so the confidence to actually do that with yeah. that technique because that is a ridiculously good finish but if it goes around the post people will be talking about as another one he's missed for the next six months yeah so the, the actual confidence to do that is absolutely fantastic it, it's a really hard thing to, to to score as many goals as he does first time you know there's that one last season isn't there where trent plays it over and it's it's an incredible finish to to, to kind of play, caress that into the corner and i think you know if you have that instinct you obviously do have the ability to become a really really good finisher don't you because that's the hard bit to sort of hard bit to sort of coach or to have you kind of need that natural bit and he's got it He's got it in spades, Adam, you know, and I'm intrigued by the extent to which he does feel part of the team. I think he's, I'm not just part of the team from the point of view, I think he he loved the Gomez cross. And I, it just, it was reminiscent, there's a Jota goal uh, two seasons ago uh, where Jota whips one in and Jota, sorry, Gomez whips one in and Jota scores. And in that context, you, you know, it reminds me a little bit of that. Obviously, that, that was an opener, as so many of Jota's goals are. This was a fourth. But my point is that he genuinely feels, he doesn't feel as though he believes his teammates are all there to put on a play for him. He feels as though he is part of a unit of a set of other footballers who are all in this together. He's He's got so many number nine-ish stylings, yeah. and yet he's, he genuinely feels a real team player at the same time in a way in which a lot of number nines don't. Yeah, it's interesting because I think it's partly his his youth and I think he, he is built like the main man, isn't he? You know, he's yeah. the main fella, the main striker, but he it, because of because of a, a sort of youngness and a bit of sort of confidence and a bit of form issue, I think maybe he hasn't hasn't always kind of wanted to to embrace that in in, in his play. Um, but I think that's his destiny. <laughs> you know, I do. I, you know, I think I think there's 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 a season in in which I was I was thinking about the one where Chelsea seemed to win one 0 every week, and I think it was Diego Costa seemed to just score every week for for for, for Chelsea. And there's the, the, you know if it, when the pressure starts to starts to, to to come on, and I think the pressure, I think I think we were feeling that the pressure had arrived before the match yesterday. I felt like it anyway. Probably City's late winner at Newcastle meant that the season kind of. That the, the the starting gun on the run in was was sort of fired at that point. I thought so. The pressure had arrived yesterday, and it needs somebody to be that person. And you know, but I, thankfully we've got you know four five <laughs> people that that could step up to that mantle. But yeah, I I can just you can just see that story. You know, at, at, at every trickier way. You know, I'd love it if 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 every trickier way there was a one nil Nunes moment. Um, you know, and and I, 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 with with. Virgil Canate and Alisson going now at the back. You know, I'm quite happy to win all of our all of our away games one 0 Oh yes, <laughs> that would be that would be ideal. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's 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 just it's dead interesting because I think it's kind of not. It's it, it always feels like there's a little bit still still remaining um, with 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 Darwin. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it was was it Steve said on the on the post match uh, video yesterday that if he if he fulfilled his potential he'd score ten every game, yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's not it's not not a possibility. But yeah, there, there Just is, be unfair, would not it? There does, but there, there always does seem to be. There's the, you know there's the next the next thing to come from him. Um, you know, I guess it's because we've seen Torres and people like that. You know, you sort of you're imagining these sorts of things, and and who knows, he might have that in in, in his future. But yeah, every, everything he brings, you know, it's it's it's, it's hard to sum up, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he is hard to sum up. Uh, Jota, on the other hand, sort of isn't. He's yeah. just dead-eyed killer, Adam. You know, it really it's it, he is the sort of the cliched version of the 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 number nine in an odd way, even though he doesn't even spend a lot of time in in that sort of position. He then finds himself where he needs to find himself and. Just the ruthless nature of the finishing. And whenever he sniffs an opportunity, his general ruthless demeanour, I yeah. think, is incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean he's, he's not, not as difficult to talk about, I don't think, as, as, as Nunes is. He's not hard at all. And, and since he's come back, it's been, like, exactly what we thought. You know, he came, he came on and scored straight away against Burnley. And, and it's been, like, the inevitable, which doesn't always happen. Mm. You know, you have to remember that. He's, he's worked really hard, and, and you don't always come back and, and hit the ground running like that. But... 
Yeah, I, I love what I love about Jota. I was thinking about his uh, his derby goal uh, um, away at Goodison the night game. I think is it? Did we win four one? Yeah, uh, and and he, he hits it. He hits and 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 then finishes yesterday was similar. It's almost like where's that gone in? Yeah, like yeah. You know what I mean, where's that ball gone in? You can't even when you're watching it on telly. You, you need you need the replay, and so how how hard must it be for the goalie? Yeah. Because if I'm just watching it on the telly and I can't tell where the ball's <laughs> gone in, then you know his first his first finish yesterday, I couldn't believe he went near post when yeah. I saw the replay. I was mm. like, because it just it's one of them where it just sort of makes. I thought it's been deflected somehow. Yeah. yeah, I was I was like this this is odd, and then you see it when you see from the different angle, but in real time I thought that's deflected in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 not it's not so much as I say it's not so much how has that gone in, it's where you know where where is that where, where has that actually crossed the line, um, which could, could potentially. You, you know, you might think your, your keeper might look a bit silly, but his, his finishes are just unerring, and he does the, the Suarez thing, which you know is why I reference that that Everton goal of just you know the, the goal's big. You can put it in all sorts of places, <laughs> in the goal, which so many strikers don't do. But yeah, yeah he's got that about him. Just, yeah, yeah, but brilliant. A little bit of I think you said Ian Rush on the, your show yesterday. A little bit of Robbie Fowler, I thought too. Brilliant. Just a question on that one. Did everybody else here watch it in the pub? Yes. Yeah. So you wouldn't have heard it because the thing I got from watching it at home, you heard it hit the post and heard it hit the net, and it was mm. the most glorious noise <laughs> you could possibly want to hear. It was just, just it was, wonderful it was, percussion. It was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The timing was incredible on it. It's just, just it's a stunning finish, isn't it? He's he's, he's like a shark, and I absolutely adore yeah. what was, you know in the final third when there's a little bit of space. You almost feel him. He comes alive. He almost looks different. His yeah. body looks different. It's I, you know I, I think I think he's fascinating as a football. He's got absolute purpose, hasn't he? He knows his job is putting in the back of the net, and that's that's what he's going to do. And he scored so many different goals, and he'll score the scruffy ones. He'll score those tappings that others don't necessarily do because he's just pure instinct. Far be it from me to try to start an argument with Jamie Carragher, not least because you always have the suspicion he could walk in at any minute. <laughs> uh, he's in there. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's in the cupboard. <laughs> but that... Um, I think the comparing him to Fowler might be a little bit of a stretch at the moment because Robbie Fowler might have been the, the purest goal scorer I think I've ever seen. But he is he's, he's on I the mean, list. I'm not going around comparing him to Liverpool's highest ever goal scorer <laughs> well, yeah. in a rush, to be clear. Yeah, but just in, in nature of the scoring, because Fowler was just clear instinct and mm. clinical and Beautiful lethal. Feet. He, he was incredible. Feet. Unbelievable feet, Fowler. But, but, yeah. <laughs> Should we just talk about Fowler's feet for a while? I think it feels like a good diversion. Um, Joss is he's on the list, isn't he? This is this is how spoke we are. Joss is on the list with Fowler and Rush. I loved his uh, assist for Darwin too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I, th- yeah. I think that's the thing, and I can't remember which game it was, but he he, he did he had another assist recently. Um, might, might have been the Newcastle game, and and uh, both of them, I thought, I thought uh, I can't remember which one it was now, but that's what we were kind of missing in terms of not just goal scoring, but do, doing the right thing. You know, yeah. Sometimes the right thing is banging it in the corner, and sometimes the right thing is that that pass that, and it just has to be that one, and he knows that. Um, and, and Jota is so impressive that the commentator thought he was still on a hat trick after Kay Gordon had come on for him. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is the other uh, moving part for the full ninety. Who is Alexis McAllister? Um, it, it looked to me, and I want to be clear about this. I think he's played really well for Liverpool. I think he's already had a good Liverpool career. The injury, I think, came at an annoying moment, uh, yeah. but we were all right the other side of it. But. That's the most. That's the player we bought. Yeah. Uh, that was the player that I fell in love with. Watch at Brighton, you know, and he hasn't suddenly developed some pace, you know. But he, he's he was so able to get away from people all match. I thought he was winning his battles, and then he was able to find himself his yards, get away, push when he needed to push, find the ball he needs to find. I thought it was a tremendous performance. And if we weren't talking about two forwards each getting a brace of goals, for yeah. me there'd be no debate over man of the match. Totally, yeah. I think in the first half, and what was quite a dull kind of period we all sort of looked to him and he was the one that stuck out on the pitch in terms of the decision making like you said the the instinct when to go when to come back um he, he was really sharp with his tackles as well I've, I've always thought he's been a good tackler I think that's something that doesn't really get said enough about him that he he is good in a tackle he, he will be strong what I thought was interesting was I thought he, I think he has always been good in a tackle when the tackles come to him yeah yesterday I thought he had such a sense and, and again this could just be great preparation from Liverpool but the players have got to put it into practice he had such a sense of when it was going to be there to be one in three seconds yeah so he got on his bike to go and win it and, I, and to me I thought that that was incredible and when Liverpool were turning the screw that's what he was doing yeah totally he, he, he was doing that really well and he, he was a bit of a linchpin wasn't he in terms of setting off um, other players as well in terms of pressing uh, further up the manager was interesting on him afterwards wasn't he in terms of how he said you know when we're when we're at our best compactness wise McAllister's at his best and I think that's a, a real thing in that position in general you know you can be made to look 
everywhere but nowhere quite easily if if things behind you in front of you are a bit all over the place it's a really hard position to sort of fully be in sync with all the time and it's you know dependent on your other midfielders all these sorts of things um and he had all that around him you know Liverpool were very compact and moved really well together um in both halves I thought actually and and, and yeah he's he's one where you know you, you got the element of when he's when he's sharp with his tackling, when he's when he's able to read the tackle well as well. But then that bit of quality to play a pass is 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 the real kind of like added bit this this season, isn't it? In terms of what we've seen from that position before, it, it's not necessarily a, a Hollywood pass, but it's a quick, simple pass, and it's a really intelligent one. The weight of it's right, the the sort of intent on it in terms of where the where the player receiving it goes with it is 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 always right with him. And I think that's something that Liverpool can you know really utilize. We've seen goals come from that before, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, he's. He, He's very much a midfielder. You're just excited to watch, aren't you? Because he is very neat and tidy. But then there is that ability to do something quite quite sort of jazzy as well. I, I also think uh, he's a leader. And we, you know, you see, yeah. you see that. You see that in various ways throughout the season. I think his it, it, uh, his leadership qualities in the first part of, of the season, although he sort of had a little rocky beginning, didn't he, with the sending off, were to, were to, 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 be in the background and let other people shine. Um, and I think it's interesting that yesterday being the first game with kind of no Endo and, and no Sabozlai is is the is the time where it it seems as though it, the, the the different leadership qualities that were that were needed were were what we saw yesterday for me. And and I think that's been kind of clear. You know, Klopp's been it's been. Will put him in the team at every he loves you, doesn't he? I think I think he is one of those players uh, who is the you know the the the, the, man, the managers the, the manager's voice on the pitch kind of thing, and so I thought that was that was a great thing that we saw yesterday, and I thought you know on on the slide we've got a bit of a, a an injury issue really in midfield haven't we you know we, we I don't think he I don't think he wants to play Elliot from the start in midfield and in away games like that to be fair, and I thought. Um, the, the three of them, Elliot Jones and McAllister, worked really, really hard and they, they did work well as a unit and it was, you know, a bit of a thankless task, especially for Harvey, you know. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's made up to start, but maybe not made up to be the, that in that role, the kind of, you know, the the the, the donkey work instead of the, the coming on for the, the glorious last half hour thing. So, yeah, um, I, I think, yeah, he I, I, was, it, it doesn't, it doesn't look as if we've got an injury problem there yesterday, and I think that's you know such credit for to to to, to McAllister. He's he's you know he's kind of he's, he's stepped up and he's done. He, he's he's shown the the other half of the midfield role after after the, the first half of the season where we showed the other the, uh, the the less the less fireworks pieces. Well, Harvey yesterday was basically doing at twenty years old the role of a twenty nine year old Jordan Henderson with a world of experience behind him, and doing it very well. So. Um, Harvey I think is dedicated enough to do anything he's asked to do just to be on the pitch so he's had all you know he'll have more glory and he'll have more days when he does the Wijnaldum Henderson thing um, I think Curtis Jones is also tending to a bit of a leader so yeah. even as a young player he's a calm authoritative head on the pitch now but McAllister just looked absolutely imperious yesterday that first pass the split four defenders open that was just an incredible curve ball to put through for us he's, um, he looks again Jürgen came out immediately after the match and talked like you said about how much of a six he actually is because he knows people have been questioning whether he can play as a six. Yes, he can play as a six. He can do that. And he did everything that you would ever want from a six. He's just... I think there's a hell of a lot to come from this lad. And you would expect him to play with authority. He's a World Cup winner. Um, He looked like a World Cup winner yesterday. He looked like a World Cup winner. And again, the, the, um, the commentator was talking about the fact that he didn't play in this position for Argentina. Well... He kind of did because he was playing double. in a double pivot. So, yeah. you know, he has played as a six. It's not a new thing to him. You can see what and we're trying to do better. there. Yeah, you can yeah. see what we're yeah. trying to do yesterday and why we wouldn't get somebody like, I don't know, a Pellini or somebody like that that's kind of a classic six. You can see, you, you can start to really see where it's going. Yeah, a Pellini will, will just stop the game. So he'll do what Fabinho did and just stop the game, pass on. He's, he's not going to do the two-yard pass in there as man unless he wants to. If he can see a ball that he can get through to the end of the pitch, he will do it. Um. Moving through on it, uh, Phil Adds, next one I just want to talk about is the two centre-backs. I think you've got to talk about them as a pair with the goalkeeper as well, although I love that shot of the three of them walking off the pitch <laughs> because that's what they are, yeah. you know, and it it feels to me now like Canati is now emphatically settled as Liverpool's starting centre-half pair. I don't expect them to start midweek against Fulham. Uh, could be wrong uh, because obviously the next game after that is a cup game uh, against Norwich, so... You know, he may he may split his troops. Uh, he may decide to start strong against Fulham and hope that he can see it out in an hour. 
But my point is more, you know, I expect to see Canate start next to Van Dijk against Chelsea. I expect to see Canate when they go away to Arsenal. I expect that level of performance from them. As a three, they look absolutely deadly serious, the three of them. Yeah, it, it, it's everything you want in that area of the pitch, isn't it? In terms of, you know, we talk about sharpness in both boxes being the, the, the big thing that wins you, wins you leagues, wins you football games. Um, you, you got all of that with, with the three of them there. You know, the keeper just, you take for granted, don't you, what he does a lot of the time in terms of reading things, anything that's a little bit dangerous that comes to his near post as a crosses and then in, in the first half that he just sort of deals with and there's no fuss, there's no kind of nonsense. And the same with the center halves. I think they're just both, they're both off of that layer of comfort. They both are also really smart in, in, in there's a couple moments where Canate stepped up and you know went in for a press when when he saw others were going and it was it was it, you know it was really smart most center halves wouldn't think like that and I know Liverpool Liverpool's are programmed to think like that and you have to do that but he's he, he's really got that ability to be to be to be a leader and and, and and to be you know very much again a part of the unit it's not the back line in the midfield and, and the front three they all work together so well and yeah I mean the quality on the ball as well is, is, is brilliant like I said for the first goal earlier you know it's a brilliant ball it, it, it's one very few center halves would even think about very few players would even think about because it, it is a clear it should be a clearance really um but 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 the the forward thinking the sort of idea of 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 starting a goal out of a of a clearance is is what this sort of Liverpool team is all about I think and and yeah I think the manager you know before before the game he didn't really give him too much praise didn't he I think he was asked in the press conference about about Kanate and you know the journalist kind of wanted wanted him to sort of talk him up That's a lot funny. and he wasn't really like that 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 asked he did about in the it. end he did in the end but he was sort of like yeah you know that's yeah. just him you know yeah. he's he's, he's he is that good and and I think that that's the thing he, he wants that level of consistency from now on and he's capable of it like, totally the captain is impeccable again Ian all the way through the game blocks I think practically everything I think he might still be blocking things now uh, there's that much blocking going on from him he just looked like he knew exactly where his positioning is and again the, the the two of them with the goalkeeper they're just so calm they're such calm presences all the way through the match yeah it, it's the thoughtfulness of Virgil he knows exactly what he needs to and I think it's uh I think it's Jota's first goal that comes from Virgil deciding that he's he's not going to play it out for touch. He's going to take the ball round Solanke and he's going to get the out ball down the wing and everything starts from there. Yeah. So it's, it's that moment of, again, starting, starting the attack from the defence and we're doing it perfectly at the moment. And Virgil, I, think, I, I remember making the point at the first game of the season, first, first post-game show we did, first Monday show after the first game of the season where... His warm-up as captain for the first time looked like a warm-up of a person who intended to take this role very seriously. And I said at the time, it sounded stupid, and it probably sounds stupid now, but he looked like a man who had an absolute intent that this was going to be his season. And he's making it that way. that The, the captain's armband is just taking him to a new level. He may actually currently be playing the best football of his career. Last one, Adam, is, is Connor Bradley. Um, I, I do want to talk about because... They've got good wide players. It's important this. Just because the Bournemouth doesn't mean they haven't got good wide players. They've got good wide players. They've got wide players who can rotate. It's not the threat of having to deal with just one player. There's a lot going on in there. They move around. They move into the space. I thought Bradley deals with it all, you know, absolutely in his stride. And you can see he's a genuine threat in the opposite direction as well. Yeah, he should score, actually. He's uh, he twice. It looks so in, doesn't it? The yeah. Man. I can't remember the, the, the other, header and the, the header shot. And the shot. Oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the header. Uh, I think he, he he sort of makes slightly the wrong decision with it. But uh, it, you know, for somebody for somebody who's who's so recently come into the team to be to, you know to be there getting on the end of chances is is hugely you know. I, I, I mean, I don't think we saw that from from Robertson for months and months, kind of thing after he he mm. started. So I, I mean, yeah, we just I just feel really uh, really blessed. You know, it, it it's it's incredible to be fair that we've what we've wondered who. On earth, we can kind of get to step into these positions and be, un, be understood. Bradley and Gomez, <laughs> they're incredible, <laughs> and, with, and and you know that's that's exactly what you would what you would want because it's so difficult to go, kind of go out and buy those types of players because you know that you, you're maybe not going to get to play that often, but you need to be really good. And now you know that this is it's just an absolutely uh, dream scenario. You're kind of pinching yourself to be honest at the moment with the, the young players coming through. Um, and there's, you know, whenever because because of how it works with the youth system, whenever it was that the uh, that this that this change has happened, which has led to it, you know, that lots of people deserve a whole load of credit. I think we talked about it on the on the gutter the other week on 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 Rob's show about 
about what you kind of want your academy to do. Um, and you know, in terms of, I think I think I'd I'd, I'd say keep bringing through really really good fullbacks, and you know that that particular thing. Mm. I think Ian said it before. Uh, you know, the the, the kind of. Um, He's got like a fullback body shape, and uh, you know that he just you know it, it is almost like um, that we've, we've kind of got this little production line going on at the moment. Um, and yeah, I, I think and, and, and I, haven't, I haven't even mentioned him yet. I thought I thought he was I thought he was fantastic, and I thought he's just um, it, similar to as I was saying with with Jota. He's 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 come on and uh, and done exactly what everybody kind of hoped he was going to do um and you know it's there's there's not there's there's nothing uh, there's nothing kind of inevitable about that it's really hard and he's just and, he, and he's fulfilled and exceeded expectations and yeah as i say that the, the fact that he's starting to, uh, to 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 get on the end of things as well means that you 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 really got uh, you've really got something you've really got something bubbling under there i think i think the academy shout is massive because whereas robo came in and he took 3 months to learn Jürgen's game Colin Bradley's had what three years now since we signed him longer. Mm. So yeah. he's had he's come through the system. We we are developing Jurgen Klopp players all the way through the academy, and it, and it was a great loan for him yeah. as well. And you can yeah. understand Ian, in that context why, for instance, they're pulling back footballers where they don't feel they're having a good loan. You know, because I think that they can see what the benefits of a good loan yeah. is to a player. Yeah. So Bradley, you know, plays a bit at right mid, a Bolton, uh, a bit at right wing, a bit at right wing back when they play that shape. So he gets the full gamut of experience. He's there every week. He wins awards for them. They all speak so highly of him as a person as well as as a player. You know, you can see why. They want you. They want them to have good loans, especially if, if it turns them into these sorts of footballers. Yeah, in the in the same way that the year long loan benefits Harvey Elliott so much, mm. rounded his game yeah. out, and obviously we bring Cavallo back and loan him out to somebody else because, well, you know, we can see that it's not working over in Germany. So you bring him back, and you send him to Hull to play alongside Tyler Morton, and all of a sudden, first game he gets caught. So, yeah, what, what more can you want from the lad? And then the uh, the flip side of it is to bring Owen back, Beck back. Owen Beck back. Yeah. Um, because he looks so good for Dundee, was he? Mm. So he's looking so good and we need a left back. He comes on. He does... Good dribbler. No, he does nothing wrong. He does really well. He looks really good. He carries the ball well. The only issue I have with Owen Beck is him being Ian Rush's great nephew, which makes me feel unbelievably old. <laughs> um they look like a team that can win the league, though, and I, I, what I mean by that is I think there's now, I think since the Burnley game, I think at times the game against Arsenal, yes, but I think since the Burnley game especially, because I'm a, I expect Liverpool to play well at home against Arsenal, you know, I expected what I got against Manchester United, I just thought Liverpool would make it 1-0 at some point, but I expected it to be that sort of game. And that was a difficult game to judge the test of. We've sh seen them show enormous character away at Palace when they weren't very good and they pull it round. But the Burnley game, the Newcastle game, and now this one against Bournemouth, they just look like a team that can win the league. That isn't the same as saying that they will, but they, they look like, first, that they can, but also, secondly, they know what this is that they're in. And I think that's the other my other big takeaway from yesterday is they look like a side who know what's at stake. This isn't now just building a season and see where we are. I think they've seen where they are and they're all in. Yeah, totally. And, and it doesn't feel like it's it's going to be a thing where they, they they shrink at that. You know, the players are talking about it. We've heard it, you know, in the, in the last few months. But even yesterday, you know, Jota mentions, you know, yeah, it's, it, it's business as usual. We've got to go. We've got to go play Arsenal. We've got to go play Chelsea. And we've got to win those games if we want to win the title. It, you know, he puts it as plainly as that. And there's a very clear objective. And I think that that clarity helps helps a lot of them. I reckon Jota's got clarity in everything yeah, he, he does, does, doesn't he? Like he, he makes the most efficient cheese sandwich you've ever seen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? If he's allowed cheese sandwiches, he might not be allowed them. But if he, if, if he was making one. There's no messing around. Oh yeah, his cup of teas would be absolutely brilliant. Phenomenal, inch perfect. Time, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he, like th that's, that's he empties the dishwasher after he puts the tea bag in, <laughs> yeah. and he's got yeah. four minutes to take some, and then the tea bag comes out, and they're, they're already, you know the whole thing's just. <laughs> um, yeah, I, mean, I can see that. Yeah, I can totally see that. Um, he's he, like that. That mentality, though, I think is really helpful for. for for these players when we talk about the inexperience but we also talk about the experience that is there that's the, the, the huge thing I think to remember when we, we talk about this being a young side a new side there is that kind of skeleton of, of players who've gone and done it and, the, and the, one, the young ones who've now come into the team who were around the squad at that time as well so I think all that and the blend of that is really useful and you know we talk about the players that have been brought in McAllister you know wins the World Cup you know that, that, that's experience if I've seen experience that's that's what you'd want um, from your signing so yeah there's, there's, there's loads there they figured out away from home you know the rhythms of 90 minutes away from home I think you know yeah. not letting not letting bad periods get into their heads not letting any sort of not giving away massive gifts you know that was something we saw earlier on in the season didn't we uh, that's been cut out completely so they, they, they've they managed to get a grasp of what it 
takes to to go go away from home and and sort of turn things into routine wins. You've been talking about enjoying this season. What yeah. I'm enjoying is being in possession. I think yeah. that in the past we've not been in possession as much as I'd like. And now I feel like we've been in possession for a lot for an extended period of time. We're effectively in possession for a month, mm-hmm. Adam, uh, at this point, and that to me is is also uh, a genuine joy. Uh, and I think we're enjoying being in possession. You know, yeah. I think we're enjoying. Yeah, I, this doesn't look to me like a team that's going to be panicked by the idea that it's leading. I think it's loving the fact that it's leading, and you're seeing it in everything it does. Yeah, I think we're wearing it lightly. I think uh, that the, the it doesn't seem to be weighing weighing heavily on it, at any shoulders. I. You know that there, there will be there will be pressurized moments to come, um, but you know as as things stand, you couldn't you couldn't ask for, for for much more. And you know we're loving telling the story and 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 wondering what the what, what the next the next part of it's going to be. I, as I say, I've, 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 I'll keep saying it because it is rare. I am enjoying this season, um, uh, and and you know that. I, I think I think it's because because you, you you're there with them and you're there in, in with every improvement and you can see you know you can you can start writing it in 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 your head. The problem is that there's another team that are writing their own story as well and you know that it's it seems to be a story that the the the, the wider media is very keen to tell. Um, the story of, of 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 how of how Man City are going to sweep all before them and and uh, and, and and win this league. Um, it, it, it's. It, <laughs> It, you know, there's 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 different there's different things that you you kind of uh, the, that you kind of think and and this you know with with the fixtures they are the way they are to come and the fact that we are in the lead it can't help but make me think about how we kind of our title challenge of eighteen nineteen founded on a ways at uh, Old Trafford and Goodison Park you know that they're, they're on the horizon and that's the only thing that's kind of you know keeping me up nights although I'm still as I say enjoying it is is the idea of of of, of City getting something at Anfield and then us not not getting maximum points from those and then City. Win it by one point again, or on goal difference. You know, we kind of, we've seen it happen, so it's not. You know, it, you, not, I think in those seasons it was like, well, that can't happen. You can't, surely they won't win it by one point, and then yeah, surely they won't win it by one point again. Yeah, so it can happen. You know, the, these yeah. these things that these things are are possible. But the other thing that's in the back of my mind is is it, it, imagine they have a wobble. You know, we're we're already five points clear. Yeah. Ima- imagine that the other thing happens and City have a wobble, and and you know, and who, Arsenal who knows, remain being the way they are, yeah, which is yeah, which yeah. is quite inconsistent. Yeah, and so, so, the goal, and and because we're already five five points clear, I know that that's you know, there's there's games in hands and things like that, but there there is a there is a world where there is a world where we're more than five points ahead, um, and and when when City come to Anfield and. Yeah, it's um, it, it's 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 really exciting, and you know you can't you can't you can't predict uh, you can't predict what's going to happen. But yeah, I think I think our, our story is uh, starting to be spoken about. I think they talked talked us up on match of the day instead of talking about the refereeing decisions. But it was nice that they talked us up. Yeah, I'm fine with them not talking about the refereeing I know, decisions. I, I, we're, we're not going to talk about it today. No, so we're not going to talk about it. Oh, I forgot about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a bit oh, of wow. this, a couple of slightly mad ones yeah. in the in in the in the entirety. But we'll. I'm going to bounce back to that immediately. Uh, <laughs> if, if City win the league by one point, which they're not going to Biffy too. I want to do Mike Lowen's show with Howard Webb because I have <laughs> questions for him. Please wear uh, that cardigan if you do. Yeah, if I you will do. do. Yeah. Quite happily. Uh, rightly so. Uh, full of midweek, Ian. Uh, Jones going off is actually the only downer from yesterday. Looked like a tight hamstring. Didn't look like it was any terminal, but you never know uh, with the way in which, you know, the the, the the amount that we ask the players to go through. Um, I'll personally be happy to see a bit more Bobby Clark uh, in general. I do expect to see, I don't expect to see Bobby Clark from the start. I do expect to see Kwanzaa I also think there's a chance it's a weirdly strong bench. Ian, what are you expecting from the team against Fulham? Um, as close to yesterday's team as possible, I think. Uh, I do think it could be a weirdly strong bench because I don't think we're going to start Trent or Sobosai uh, or, or Robbo. I think we will see the three of them on the bench, which obviously makes it the strongest bench we've had in about three weeks because there are moments... You know, last night we had two goalies on the bench. That's, yep. that's how thin the bench yeah. was. Um, but we were able to bring on Five subs, four of them had really good games. So, you know, you can't complain about the thinness of a bench if it works. Um, so I think it's going to be... Well, I think it's got to be a strong team against Fulham because we want, we need to win this. Yeah. It's the most important game in our lives at the moment. For, for, and for the next four months, the most important game in our lives is the next game. So this this one, this gets us to Wembley. This gets us the potential of a trophy. Oh, I prefer not to play Chelsea again. I would like to be playing Middlesbrough. That would be lovely. Yeah, we've got a weird record double finals against sides from the division below. Like we, we tend to win, but it's never pretty. Oh uh, no, it's usually penalties. Yeah, they're never classics. Yeah. Uh, they're never classics. It's fair to say. Um, 
Do you think it'll be as close as to, to the team last uh, as yesterday, Adam? I, I I think he might throw one in, not one of the. I think there's a chance if Robertson and Shimakas are both close. I think there's a chance he gives them forty five and forty five, but he's also got Norwich on the horizon where he could yeah. do that. I sort of wouldn't be surprised if he throws a Cade Gordon in or something. Um, and just so, and as the idea of I'd like to have the subs if I need them, the cavalry, you know, in case this is going all the way, because uh, Fulham have got one back. I'm, I, I think there might be one thrown in that we don't quite see coming, is what I'm saying. But I, I do expect Quantas to start next to Van Dyke. Me too. I'd be dead surprised if any of these returning players actually start. Um, I yeah, I mean, we talked up, um, we've talked up Canate and and uh, and Jota. The only thing is, they are both kind of injury prone, aren't they? So, so I think you, you know you have to you have to protect Canate. I'd really like it if he just managed to absorb Virgil's every game quality. That's the only, literally the only thing that's <laughs> that's missing um, from from him as a player. Uh, so yeah, I think that the um, Klopp, I think sees cup ties uh, as he will pick exactly what he he needs to get through it. Um, and so so the, the fact that we, we've got a lead, yeah. I think he will. You know, he's he's brave. I think with 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 cup ties, and I think I think we needed to win at Anfield for him to be be able to be a little bit brave. I think in the second leg because I think he'll think a draw's fine. Um, you know, we'll 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 hang on to our nil. Um, so yeah, I expect Quanza, and I expect it. Yeah, I'm 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 not sure, but I think I think I think that will be the the, the mindset. Um, I, I, I'm I'm struggling to pick my actual eleven, but yeah, I think the mindset will be we, we a draw is fine here, and we 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 march on to Wembley, uh, even if it needs to be ground out a bit. I'll I'd, if I was the manager, I'd double down on Nunez up front, um, yeah. see if you can get another goal and two away from home, and just sort of as I was saying earlier on, build that pattern. Gakpo doesn't start, so you think Gakpo's going to start? Could be that Diaz, you know, doesn't play the whole night. He comes mm. off quite early. Could be that Diaz is therefore in line, but it doesn't always work that way with Klopp. He is oh. he is a little bit unpredictable. He gives back a look at the pitch. I just sort of think he'll go Gomez yeah, again. I think, yeah, so as well. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think I think the Norwich things are really nice. It's a nice game to have when 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 it comes. You know, if that was a league game, then maybe we'd be we'd be looking at things differently, and he would be looking at things differently. I mean, definitely he would be. Um, I think that gives you a chance to. You know, to bring back a rusty Andy Robertson, a rusty you know Trent. It, well, if he is rusty, I doubt he is. Um, so that that's that's nice for him to to know is in his kind of back pocket and is to come. I, I think the mad one might 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 be you know a bit of a thing like Cade Gordon because he did that, didn't he, against Arsenal? Yeah. In the League Cup, in the same same game. I think there's a chance right? Clark or Gabe, Clark yeah. or Gordon starts, and either Elliot plays right wing or um, or Gordon plays there, and Elliot plays in midfield again. I think there's a chance yeah. of that, and the reason why is because I think he likes having, I think he likes having two, uh, two, 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 two go to subs, and if he hasn't got Jones. And he doesn't want to take a risk with anyone who's coming back mm. outside of his control, if you know what I mean. Then I think he might think, can I, is there a way I can hold one back by yeah. having a look at someone else? And I think Clark or Gordon could 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 feature. Yeah, no, totally. And I, and I, I like the idea of I like I just I feel like at this period when when Jota's the way he is and he loves January and February, doesn't he? He's a man who lives for, the, for this part of the season. I, I, you know, it's the sort of game where you just feel like he could he could seal it. You know, quite early on, he could he could sort of kill it quite early on. Um, so I. I I get the fitness concern, but I'd, I'd look to go as, as strong as possible in that area with a Cade Gordon or or a um, or a Clark. Okay, I think Joe Gomez plays. I've, I, I've got this thing where I think he yep. always plays well in London. Because <laughs> his mates are there. I've decided he always plays well at Palace because his mates live live down the road and they're probably all there. <laughs> and he's got them tickets and he wants to put a show on for them and he's going to see them after. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe Fulham is the game where he bags because it's it's oh, coming. It's coming. It? Yeah. Um, Salah. Quickly, Ian, coming home for his recuperation. Um, yeah, uh, we'll find out whether or not Egypt progress in the competition. When you're listening to this, it might be done. Uh, it might not be 8pm uh, against Cape Verde. Um, the one thing that yesterday does in the context of a couple of, couple of other performances recently is even if Egypt go out, Liverpool don't need to rush with Salah. They need to get him right. And I think that that'll be the priority. Yeah, but I think getting him home to recuperate is the, the perfect thing because no disrespect to Egypt's uh, medical team, who are probably very good, but I think we have more money to pay 
that, the but also team, even so. there, they're not at home. If you know what I mean, yeah. like Egypt, they've Egypt, got enough are not going on. They've got enough going on. Egypt are, the, the, you know, it's a tournament. Yeah. Egypt are away themselves, and I think it's it's the idea of, you know, consistency, continuity, people who know the player, who work with them regularly, all those hits. It's an Egypt's interest, I think, as well. Yeah, if well, they they've through. said, you know, if they get to the final, he's ready for the final. Yeah. He goes back for the final. It's not a case of bringing him back and keeping him at their expense. Yeah. As soon as he's fit, he's back with Egypt. So give him to the best doctors he can possibly work with, which is obviously, as you and said... And let him sleep in his own house and all the yeah. hits. Yeah. So make, make it as easy for him as possible. There wasn't a point yesterday where I was looking at that going, oh, I'm really missing Mo Salah. I'm not, that's not no. obviously, I'd, I'd like Mo Salah back, please. But, you know, at the same time, it doesn't feel like there's this there's this huge sort of thing to rush him back. Like you said, this, you know, it's the first time ever we've had this many options in those forward positions and options of real quality. You know, we're not talking about kids coming off, off the bench when we make double substitutions. We're talking about, you know, international players and really, really good forwards. So... I think in that regard, the signs we saw yesterday in terms of how they scored the goals, the type of goals they scored, it's really encouraging. There's no, you know, the, the, the spark is is elsewhere. There are, there are other players you can provide that and there are other ways for, for Liverpool to score goals and, and be dangerous. I'm a bit worried about him. I think it, it, in the same, did Klopp say it? It's worrying because he doesn't really get injured. So, so yeah. the, the the fact that he's injured, as much as the severity, has just got me a little bit. Uh, it's it, it's it's made me feel a little bit unsteady because he's, you know, he's 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 Mister Dependable, and he and, and you know, you don't want to see your strikers getting hamstring injuries. Um, so, you know, the, the 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 fact that they're bringing him home doesn't kind of make me feel better in a way. I don't know. I just I I, I think we. I just yeah, I just want him to be better soon. <laughs> Basically, and I'm just a bit concerned, really. I suppose because that's we, legitimate. But there just, just seems to be a bit mysterious. I thought it was mysterious how the Egyptian FA said he was going to miss exactly two games. That was weird, and you know Klopp's comments were also sort of unsettled me a little bit. We just we just don't know, do we? And he, I think I, th- I think it's difficult when when they are abroad, and I think it's difficult when you know again being perfectly respectful, but the idea of. They've got a tournament they want to win. Like, I'm delighted. He's, this, the reason why I'm delighted he's coming back is that it means that you haven't got a manager who every day says to the medical staff, yeah. Yeah. Should, what do you reckon? Is yeah. there a chance? Yeah, yeah. I think the idea that, no, that, that we're dealing with this, that's what reassures me. the nightmare me. scenario was that they rush him back yeah. and, and, and he gets a serious... And it, yeah, exactly. He gets something that's three months exactly. or something like that. And that, that, for me, Adam, that's the most important... That's what I don't want to see happen. That's what my point about no rush, you know, even with an Arsenal away on the horizon. If he can't make it, he can't make it. We'll just have to sort it out through other means. And I feel at the minute, like, that'll be the attitude. I think even we don't. Need, my, my point is now that he's not there he's not going to be rushed back we don't need to rush him back we just want him to be in the best possible nick for the running yeah it's funny I think it's just the mystery of it it's so, so there's a dream scenario too the dream scenario is that he's having a nice little break and he's not really that bad <laughs> and, and, and he gets and he gets a little winter break and then he's back for us and he doesn't have to play for Egypt again you know for a Liverpool point of view that's the dream scenario the nightmare scenario is the one where he gets rushed back and then makes it makes it far worse so yeah, I think uh, we we it's 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 all up in the air. But yeah, you're right. You're right. It's good for him to be back here rather than there with a, with with that risk of him getting rushed back and playing. Uh, excellent stuff. Uh, excellent all round. Uh, Liverpool feeling very very good. Nick, everything you need post match, uh, building up to and after the match against Fulham. We did post match pints as a live, freely available on YouTube yesterday. Uh, it was a pleasure to do that. Uh, went long, but that's because I was having so much fun with Rob and Steve. Someone uh, put up a remark, and that I felt like me and Steve towards the end of it were trying to goad Rob into more and more grandiose statements uh, as it was wearing on. It wasn't a deliberate decision, and yet in hindsight, I feel as though it was it was an excellent one that we uh, intuitively both came to. Uh, uh, there is loads and loads going on on the Anfield app. Do consider subscribing if you haven't done so already uh, to everything that we offer. Uh, you can do it through YouTube uh, if you want to. You can do it through Patreon if you want to. And you can do it through our app and website as well. As I say, such a range of shows and so many different ways for you to get right the way through. I'm looking forward to weekend today. Got an overview tomorrow as well. All of this coming. Uh, Liverpool, though, go to Fulham. Lads coming back, uh, both literally in the case of Mo Salah and uh, figuratively in terms of being available for selection. Uh, a League Cup semi-final, a potential trip to Wembley, Norwich on the horizon. I disagree with Ian Salmon, though. The biggest game of our lives is next Wednesday against Chelsea uh, because Liverpool can win this league, you know. Sports Social Podcast Network.